0: What does a pharmacist do? Well, most people might answer that a pharmacist dispenses the medications that my doctor prescribes. Now I work with a ton of great pharmacists and one thing that I don't generally see is excitement about pills in a vial. And this is probably because pharmacists have been trained to do so much more. So what can you get excited about in your community? To find out, let's go beyond the scripts. Hey, welcome back to Beyond the Scripts. I'm your host, Will Tuft with Pioneer Rx. And today we have another special guest. Now, one of the things that I love about talking to independent pharmacy owners is the many, many hats that they all wear. So while most pharmacists may also be uh, you know, business managers and uh, building managers and security uh, experts and all of those things that it takes to run a business, our guest today is also a consultant, a speaker, a marketer, a media influencer of the social variety, and what I call a farm musician, I came up with that term myself, uh, Easton Bryan, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me. It's a huge honor Happy to be here.
0: <laughs> Honor is all mine. So uh, you're joining us from a small town in Columbia, Kentucky. When I um, Googled your pharmacy, one of the things that I always do is I'll go into like Google Maps and it's always just interesting to get an idea of the landscape that my guest is operating in because they vary greatly. Um, But I had to really look for this one. (laughs)
1: Uh, so I love that you brought up the word landscape. <laughs> First of all, um, literally, we have cornfields, you know, surrounding our store. And um, I've I've made the joke different times in the past. It's you would think we were like huge Field of Dreams fans. It's like yeah, a yeah, pharmacy or in the middle of some cornfields. And if 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 you build it, they will come. And uh, it took a long time for them to come, but some people found us eventually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you know, that I mean, that's not terribly uncommon with independent pharmacies uh, to be in a rural area. And, and in fact, you know that's that's where they're you know sometimes needed most. Uh, but you're right, if you build it, they will come. I love that uh, if you're in a community where you know you don't have a lot of foot traffic, where you don't have, you know, a stoplight and and major anchor uh, retail right around you it's easy to fall into some of those, um, some of those old tropes that, you know, that wouldn't work at our store. And, you know, our customer base doesn't want that. And we can't do that. So uh, I was really excited to have you join us today, because you kind of blow all of that out of the water.
1: Yeah, so um, not only am I in a small town, but like I just alluded to, we're on the outskirts of a small town. And, you know, in Kentucky, we go by counties, as much as we go by cities because we have 120 counties. So, um, county population, the city population is like four to 5,000, uh, city limits. We're on the outskirts of that. So our county population is about 18,000. We have seven pharmacies and then we wow. have a mail order as well. Of course, you know, so, uh, plenty of competition. Uh, but to your point, you know, from, from day one, I was like, we're, we're going to do everything that other people aren't doing, you know?
0: Yeah, backed myself on a corner a little bit and took that attitude <laughs> with it. <laughs> so, a lot to talk about, but I want to uh, first learn a little bit about the history of North Century Pharmacy. Uh, so, were you the original owner? Did you um, uh, kind of joint venture into that, or, or how did how did that come to be?
1: Oh, this is this is getting interesting
0: already. <laughs>
1: so one, one of those seven pharmacies as of today is owned by my mother about 10 minutes down the road. So we're, and my younger sister works there. So they're technically competition at this point, but um, originally uh, my mother and, and then her two brothers that are also pharmacists who had some other stores uh, in some other areas um, had an opportunity for, for, for this to open up back in 2014. Um, I was still paying lots of student loans at the time, but I was interested in coming in as a partner. But they were like, well, we got this other store that your mom runs since the early 90s. So let's not create competition just yet. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So gradually, uh, after a few years, became a partner. And then as of last year, uh, so April of 2022, I bought all of them out and have um, taken over 100% at this point.
0: Wow. Wow. So of uh, both locations or just the, the single location? Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So you got mom up the, uh, up the street as competition. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, sometimes, sometimes better to have your, you know, your family close, but maybe not in the same building. I, I, I kind of like that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, small community, definitely some goodwill there with having those family ties and, uh, assuming you guys probably operate Almost like sister stores, in, in some ways, so, uh, at least with uh, on the patient side, anyways. <laughs> yeah,
1: yes, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a nice resource.
0: Very cool. So, um, how how is your location uh, different than different than mom's? Like the old saying goes, "This is a this isn't your mom's old pharmacy, right?"
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, any way you can imagine, it's totally different. Um, they're right in the middle of our small town, uh, kind of a staple, I guess you could say. Um, tons of foot traffic, and they very much follow the traditional model, and uh, you know it's worked for them up to this point. Whereas, on, on my side, out, out in the country, you know, um, very very little foot traffic. Uh, we have two drive-through windows, and they stay hot all day, and we deliver to six counties uh so we we've never been built on foot traffic um i I love patient interaction but it's also kind of nice in some ways you can get some stuff done (laughs) you know yeah if there's not six people in your store at all times um and uh you know we we have a robust sync program so uh very i get nervous if somebody comes in with five bottles and they're like hey i'm gonna wait here (laughs) for these i'm like oh my gosh you're gonna wait for stuff to be filled you know so
0: that happens very rarely yeah yeah i um that's one of the the reoccurring themes we talk about so much is that you know when you do have a patient with all those all those medications even you know any any more than one medication even just one medication uh why are you surprised uh next month when they need it refilled you know
1: yeah and in my mother's store you know they, they there's tons of people they, they've been coming there for 30 years and they love to go in there and just chat up with their staff you know um and, uh, you know, that's cool, but if, if you work there, it's like all day long, people are just bringing piles of bottles, and it, it's, it's a totally different environment, for sure. Yeah. They're comfortable with it. I, I'm not comfortable, you know, when I go there, I'm like, oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, where you're at, you're probably doing, I would imagine, quite a few deliveries. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely makes sense kind of have that streamlined, have all those medications going out at the same time. Uh, that's... Definitely something we see with those rural uh, communities um, quite often. So in the rural community, uh, serving those patients with deliveries. Um, but I feel like those uh, a lot of those patients in town may recognize you from... Uh, there are social media feeds, super active on social media. Uh, that's probably one of the places where anybody watching this may, may be thinking, why do I recognize this guy? They've, uh, <laughs> you've probably been across uh, across his TikTok. Um, Wait, what not, is the, a, uh, not
1: again. Not this dude again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm swiping right now. <laughs> so uh, it, it's it's a great – I started following you. It's a It's a great uh, feed. It, uh, TikTok at North Century Pharmacy. And um, you cover quite a few different things, but you do it in a way that's pretty fun. Um, there are some internet fan theories I want to address. Uh, a little bit of web sleuthing. Uh, there's, there's a lot of rumors out there that Sharon Jane's husband, uh, another recurring character, Skeeter, another character in the woman's health uh, videos, there are some fan theories that those are all actually you in costume. True or false?
1: Uh, I, the
0: fifth. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to go off on
1: another topic here, but I think they could be, like, if you put a wig on you, I think you could pass, actually.
0: <laughs> I'll take it.
1: Some of your colleagues, uh, we already had that conversation, so
0: it's will tough. <laughs> That's, that's, that's it. Internet internet fan theory number two. It's actually me in all of those disguises. <laughs> Confirming or deny. <laughs> so, yeah, you're definitely bringing some great information, but having a lot of fun doing it, which is kind of the uh, – it's a razor's edge. It's, it's hard to do that really well, and that's what makes like a social media – like one account do really well when another one just never really – takes off but i feel like you've got the right mix there
1: yeah i mean the word that i've been using for years and years is humanizing you know people don't come to your pharmacy to see the brick and mortar the wood and steel of your building you know they come there because of the people and and that's really at the core of, of all this
0: yeah yeah i mean there's definitely something to that um you know, authentic connection is what people, you know, really, really crave, you know, like I find myself, you know, kind of going the other direction sometimes where if I go into a restaurant and it is too nice, right? If, if it's too structured, if there's too much uh, corporate uh, kind of promotion behind it, I don't trust it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, the other word is the big word for me is relatability. Yeah. It's it's so,
0: so huge. Yeah. Um, that's another thing that, that, um, that I think you hit spot on is really bringing that patient education in a way that is, you know, consumable for, you know, different education levels, different age levels. Um, uh, so well done on the, uh, on the TikToks.
1: Yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite things to hear is that you know I, I've never heard it explained this way or I've never understood it and like that's that's fuel for me I love to hear that feedback
0: yeah so um, a lot of things you talk about on the uh, on the social media videos one of the things I noticed um, some pretty interesting musical elements involved so I saw a really nice Taylor acoustic and then is that a uh, tell me about the the Thunderbird
1: Oh yeah, the, the Gibson. Uh I have a great story on that one. I've uh um I never was a I never could take to a Les Paul very well. Um and um I, I play left handed, which is super weird and rare. It's hard to find lefties out there, but um that's one of the few trades I've made in my life. I, I traded and um came across a store that had a left handed Thunderbird reverse headstock. Gibson and I was like it's different
0: take it. so yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that, man. So a Thunderbird's always been on my, like, to get one day list. Yeah, yeah, and I've never seen a, a left-handed one. That's why I, I was looking and I was like, oh, man, the pit guard's even on the right spot because the headstock on those is kind of backwards anyways. So, yeah, I've, I was wondering if you were doing the old uh, lefty trick of just flipping the right hand over. <laughs>
1: Well, the knobs get upside down,
0: so you, your your arm rubs if you're playing electric. So
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I found myself after uh, watching your your videos. Uh, I, I was like, maybe it's time. Maybe I should get a. Maybe I should get a Thunderbird, man. And
1: so man, if, yeah, if I could somehow <laughs> play this to be a a Gibson affiliate, that would be you know, <laughs> yeah, that'd be next level stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so you. Uh, obviously have a musical element involved um some of the some of the tiktoks have like some educational jingles some uh i i did a few that were like like those schoolhouse rock i call it farmhouse rock it's like little i love i love jingles. that yeah yeah i saw the farmhouse rock logo i was like he better have a t-shirt with those because i want to order one
1: <laughs> I, I will i will take care of that for you <laughs> You know, but at the core of all that is, um, you know, that's one of my passions. And I think if you can find a way to tie your passions into what you do day to day, like that's, that's a secret, right? I mean, that's, uh, what do they call that? That's your, you know, where your passions and your, you know, your skills intersect.
0: Yeah. There, there's a great name for that. And I can't think of what the the term is, but it's going to kick me on the drive home. (laughs) Uh, so do you do you play music outside of the, uh, outside of the pharmacy? Do you have a, a band that you're, uh, going, going to play in a garage somewhere after work?
1: Um, not as much as I used to now. Uh, some other things are kind of pulling, pulling me away, but, uh, yeah, I used to, used to have a band or I had a couple of bands in the past, uh, in pharmacy school, uh, I played a couple of times a week, Mexican restaurants and stuff like that, you know, <laughs> and, uh, I made more yeah. money doing that than I did working at a chain store as an intern. So, um, started doing that during pharmacy school. And then, uh, when I got out, I actually had, um, a, a band or two and, uh, got some cool opportunities, but never, never,
0: uh, lost touch of reality. You know, I'm never going to quit my day job. <laughs> sure. Sure. Do you ever, uh, grounded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Did you ever, um, have the opportunity to like open for a cool band, anything like that?
1: Yeah. Uh, Got to play some uh, some festivals, which was always really cool because we were always like the regional guys. We would play at, like noon, and then like the headliner yeah. would play at, like nine o'clock at night. So, but we were still like kind of on the bill, so we got to just hang out, you know, all day long, kind of uh, infiltrate that whole system. And, nice. Uh, <laughs> got to play. Um, somebody asked me this uh, a couple weeks ago, and um, I, I never had really been asked this, but we were like, what's your, um, I don't know, claim to fame or what's the coolest thing you ever did? And uh, I got to play it. You know, Tootsie's once down in Nashville, and, and another another place down on Broadway down there. But, um, you know, it, you don't make money doing that stuff. But it's cool to sit here and tell you that. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you know, any any guest that I have on this podcast, if I talk to them long enough, or you know, I'll find that thread to pull, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that that passion always extends to other areas and other hobbies and um, alternate career paths, and and. You know, it's always fun to kind of explore what uh, what people are really excited about.
1: Yeah, and even patient-facing, like, I, people like to see you smiling and having fun and, and, and when they can tell you enjoy what you do, too, you know, even from a business standpoint.
0: Yeah, for sure. So uh, one of the things that you do on your social media while you're playing guitar, while you're connecting with people, is educating about um, any number of different things, side effects, uh, disease states, functional medicine, uh, over-the-counter recommendations, so all kinds of stuff. But one of the things that I thought was really interesting were your supplements and kind of how you address that in your uh, your content, where you just – you know, kind of bring that understanding of why this is important, you know, what this is going to be doing for you. And then uh, your adherence packaging to really bring that uh, that pharmacist relationship into the picture. So I feel like you elevate it not only from, let me explain what this is, but then also here, let me share my expertise and, and build a kind of concierge service for you, which is really... You know what Amazon can't do, um, and definitely if if I have a relationship with a pharmacist or really any any profession, everyone wants to feel like they have uh, an insider that's giving them the best, right? <laughs> yes,
1: for sure. I, w- I want to have a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to have a uh, a publicly available questionnaire on our website, so you could come in and uh, built it out. You could give me a. You know, it's, it took just a few minutes to fill out, maybe, maybe, probably no more than 10, but give me a good snapshot of what your goals are, what are your current meds, uh, what are you dealing with, all that kind of stuff. And um, I can make custom and recommend, custom recommendations. And um, once we started, our following started picking up, you know, especially around last spring of last year, um, got to be a little hard on the bandwidth. <laughs> so um, I, I still use that sometimes. Um, And I had a nice little way, had it worked out on our Shopify store, and then they considered it to be telemedicine, so I had to take it down. So um, I still love that, but it it is time-consuming, but um, I've come up with some other solutions to kind of help people cover the bases that they want to cover. But but I think what you're alluding to is like, you know, having that one-on-one approach, even with somebody that's across the country, you know, I, I really enjoy that. And I still do it quite a bit. I do give people a heads up, like, hey, it might be a few days before I get back with you, but i am um, be glad to help you out.
0: Yeah, and even, even the ones that um, that you kind of have prepared, that you're not doing one-on-one with the with the person, but, you know, those packs, you had the, the detox program, uh, all of those different things that you have in the adherence packaging really seem like, hey, I'm getting this special product from... Uh, North Century, and and this is the the guy on TikTok that told me all about it, right? So, you get to kind of leverage that that social media connection with a pharmacist expertise. Um, so, tell me a little bit about how those uh, that that unit dose packaging came to be, and how you decided to move that outside of the traditional prescription model, and and take that to OTC only customers
1: yeah um you know when i signed the intent to purchase that machine i was like what am i doing <laughs> you know right uh, uh with you know they're not they're not cheap so i was like let see how many ways i can use this thing first of all <laughs> um with supplements you know you can ship those we're only licensed in kentucky as of now and um gotcha. i don't have a lot of aspirations uh to get licensed in lots of other places i kind of have a, a network that i'm building out to kind of take care of that on the prescription front, uh, but we we do ship out uh, supplements all over the country all the time, and and some of those things you were saying a moment ago, like the word that comes to me is value, and you know the so for example, I built out I called it Easton's Foundational Five. So so many people I was getting so many emails messages like, hey, I just want to know what to take like pretty healthy blah 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 Uh, what are the what are some things I should take I'm taking a a one a day from Walmart I know I shouldn't be doing that Um, so I built out kind of my my core five you know elements and I started looking and you know obviously everything we do is professional grade so tallied it up 105 bucks then I was like man um, I really would like to include a different type of magnesium other than just chelated uh, magnesium L3 and 8 which is a little higher in price. And instead of just D3, I would like to have K2 in there as well. Talked a lot about that, so I'd like to offer it to people as well. So then I I did the Easton's foundational five plus pack, 149 bucks. So once I kind of released those two options, like, hey, for some of you that may want, may want more, like have this out there as well. So I'll pose this to you. What do you think the percentage breakdown has been uh, purchase wise, the standard, the 105, or the, or the plus
0: the 149. So this reminds me of a, uh, the, uh, an article I saw yesterday where they're talking about the like decoy products where they have a, uh, you know, the large is $6 or medium is $6, but the large is seven and the small is like three and you're not supposed to ever, you know, nobody's going to get the medium cause it's only a dollar more for the, for the big one for the good one. So I I feel like that extra push, the conversions probably higher on if somebody's already trusting your judgment to get the good one. Yeah. I'm going to say maybe like uh, maybe 70, 30.
1: Okay. And that was not my goal. I was just like, I don't want to leave this good stuff on the table that I talk about a lot. You know, I was like, I'll make make that offer. So, and I didn't, I didn't think 149 was that close to 105. But anyway, 95% 95% on the plus. Wow, wow. Yeah. Yeah. We we haven't sold very many of the of the standards at all.
0: Yeah, so I mean that's well and and that's key is, uh you know, if you're looking at making that purchase, if I'm already kind of you know, looking at at Easton's recommendation, if you've already kind of established that trust relationship and I'm and I'm already sold on making a purchase, yeah, I want the I want the best one he recommends.
1: Yeah. So that was unexpected for me for sure. But
0: yeah, it's it's always interesting when, you know, pharmacies have those discussions where, you know, our patients won't pay for that, or, you know, it's it's sometimes kind of um almost even like guilt at the pharmacy of of making money or, you know, um offering those products. So it, it's neat to see that work where you have those options and people gravitate to wanting more and wanting the better?
1: Yeah. So, um, uh, my staff pharmacist was, was tied up yesterday. I was, I was working the bench yesterday and checked. I was checking a lot of pack patients and uh, we had a run of them that were like, you know, our, our, we're, we're pretty, we're very easy to work with. So if you take three medicines, we'll pack your stuff, no extra charge, you know, we'll take care of it. I had a run of Tons of people taking like three generic meds. And I was thinking in my head, like, well, I mean, how how much more valuable is that $149, $149 supplement pack versus all these prescription patients that we have in our program? You know, it's it's pretty eye-opening.
0: Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the um the moving parts on those packages. So how does that work? Um, what technology are you using? What products are you using? And um, you know, how do you how do you handle that? Uh, on the on the retail side, is it internet only? Do you have it in store?
1: Yeah, so we use uh, Pack RX through RX Safe. Uh, we bought that back in 2020, and um, yeah. Uh, side note, we bought that in yeah. We installed it in June of 2020, and you remember what happened in 2020, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank so. You. Yeah, we, <laughs> It was
0: all kind of blurry, but yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we got some good use of it pretty quickly uh, with supplements actually at that point. Uh, on a local level, um, we weren't doing much e-commerce at that time. Um, but but now uh, we take orders from all over the place and um, we, we, we put them in line. We, we go pick the orders. We do it all in-house. Uh, most people that I talk to when I kind of talk about some of the uh, – the scale that we're doing some of this stuff at now, they think I'm totally insane for doing it in-house. They're like, man, you should be, everybody needs to be drop shipping. You know, that's the way to do things. But you now we're a pharmacy. It's, you know, some, I understand, like some practitioners that may not want to keep a lot of inventory on hand, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, we do sell it in the store as well. Um, so we do all fulfillment up to this point in the store. And also, you know, if, if I wanted to do drop shipping, there's no way I could do custom recommendations and have custom packs built out. I mean maybe I could, but that would be insane to do it that way. Um so creates a little uh you know, creates a little strain on the on the workflow with the staff. Sometimes they're like, why is everybody ordering <laughs> this or that? You know, because it, it takes time, but um uh we're making it work so far.
0: Yeah. So you have the the rapid pack. Um looks like you uh have a lot of the pure. Brand um, supplements,
1: not so much. So the way we do that is is interesting. Um, so now I have over fifty private label SKUs. And okay. So, but fifties a lot, but fifties not doesn't cover everything. So um, on our online store, you can basically import a CSV and like we have Pure's entire catalog. Um, mm-hmm. We don't. We do. We do carry several Pure things. But um, obviously I want them to buy mine instead, but having that catalog, <laughs> we have everything on our site, you know, so it takes, sometimes we have to turn around our order it and get it in, which we usually get it in about two days. So it works out. And then, you know, I have, have a, I've had other um, manufacturers reach out and uh, we may continue to build that out where we have more offerings from other, other manufacturers as well. Uh, but the pure thing is a it's a good solution for now. So they don't have to leave our website and say, well, he doesn't carry this and his brand, so I have to go to another website. So that way we kind of keep it all under the same roof.
0: Gotcha. So um, if uh, if you can give away some of the the secret sauce, I don't want you to get into anything too much this proprietary. But, um, you know, if you can share, tell me a little bit about that process on, on getting your own labeled uh, supplements. And, you know, what does that look like? Are you buying those in individual, you know, bottles are you buying in bulk to get a better deal you know how does how does that work from a business standpoint
1: i've got my eyes on the bulk thing we're not doing that right now though um and uh i don't i don't care at all to share the, the companies that i'm working with um we're using for 99 percent of what we're doing private label um, two companies zymogen and also orthomolecular um it's not nearly as hard as people think it is to do that and um I think it's something that every pharmacy should be doing. I had a conversation with an owner a few months ago and they were selling a decent amount of ortho in their store and you know had no interest in doing private label because of that and my number one question was this how how many times are those purchasers buying their second bottle from you? You know they're not going to get on Amazon they're not going to go anywhere else in the country and find North Century Pharmacy Products that they're buying from me, but it's patient loyalty.
0: Absolutely. Um, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been at, you know, Lowe's or Home Depot. Mainly, I, I try not to to shop, you know, uh, with my phone if I'm if I'm in a local business. <laughs> but, you know, how many times have you been at a big box store and you wonder is this a good deal or man? It's a lot of money. Should I just I mean, there's a barcode tool on my Amazon app. I can just scan the UPC and and price check. And you know, that's gotta happen, even if it's not out of loyalty, but just out of convenience. If you're not doing delivery in sync, it's gonna happen.
1: Yeah, I don't think patients even think twice about it. And even your most loyal patients I think do it and don't ever, you know, they don't realize they're doing it. You know, I think we all as pharmacy owners, we have people come in and you're talking to them about their medicine. They're like, oh, yeah, well, I, I I get this at Walmart. I get, you know, I grab this and that at Walmart and it's literally like right there beside them in our store. Right. Just, you know, but like yeah. just is something they buy from other places. And um, this is just a way to kind of seal that deal, not only provide the education, provide the value. But but, you know, keep it in house. Uh, over and over again, and going back, you know, I, w- I w- I've been doing private label for a few years, but going back to last May, you know, that that's when our social following really went to another level. It, it was always pretty strong, relatively speaking, um, but I, I did a I did a particular video that I guess you could call it viral on on a couple of platforms, and I ended up selling a lot of a non-private label product all over the country. <laughs> And I was hearing about it from the reps in that company. They were like, Hey, somebody in Michigan was like, Hey, one of my chiropractors said that somebody came in their office and showed them this guy's video.
0: Do you know him in Kentucky?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, all right, that's the last time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, why not attach that social media presence and, and, you know, keep that conversion, keep that loyalty. But again, it's, it's a win-win situation because the patient again feels that value. Um, you know, and, and it's probably right at the same price point. Uh, it's probably when they're going to your pharmacy anyways, they're local, uh, or they just like your social media and they have that authentic connection. Uh, but, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a great value for both, uh, for both sides of the equation. Yeah. So, so maybe
1: to tie a bow on that, um, you know, I got an email yesterday from a lady. She was in, I can't remember. She was in another state, but she was like, Hey, I'm here's what I'm buying. And I'd really rather support a local business versus Amazon. I'm not local to her, but she, you know, she, she sees what kind of business that we are. And, um, I said, great. I love it. So I get on Shopify, build her out a cart and I build her out a cart of a pack, because when you buy bottles, kind of going back to the whole, pack philosophy you buy bottles one might last you six months one might last you two months one may last you depending on how you're taking it two weeks so even me you know before we ever bought the machine i had my little tray trying to be proactive you know set an example as myself and i mean i would forget to bring an omega home for three weeks from the pharmacy and take it you know so so you're making it easier on them but they're also just buying what they need for the time that they need it as well
0: yeah. And, you know, inevitably, if you're taking four or five supplements, um, it's only a matter of time before you're like, I'm tired of opening and closing bottles every day. Right. So I, I remember I was in a pharmacy once that was very resistant to changing the way they did things. They didn't want to take on a MedSync program. And, and they, they said, our, our patients don't want that. And while I was there, Somebody came in and bought one of those little pill organizers with seven boxes, and I was like, "Trust me, they want MedSync, they they want adherence packaging, like they're going home and and you know with the DIY kit, so they they do want that. Trust me." <laughs> so, um, so you reached out to these manufacturers. I, I guess that that process when. Um, you know they they probably have a dedicated line a, a whole system to support pharmacies it's not like a strange call like a cold call on those manufacturers most of the time right
1: yeah for sure and um i think they would all tell you like they would rather you sell their label but i can promise you that um i'm buying a lot more from them selling my own label versus theirs so i think they they see that you know yeah, yeah they're they're definitely yeah Like I said before, it's it's not as hard as people think it may be.
0: So the next part of that is, uh, so you you have this great um, robot. You have these great products that you have with your own label so that you can buy a bottle. You can buy those prepackaged in the adherence packaging. You also have these uh, beautiful um, uh, labeled boxes that have your company branding really part of it. So not only are you buying the products but it also is buying that something special that is unique to this pharmacy that i'm taking home that somebody's going to see on the counter and say what is that so tell me a little bit about the packaging that you use
1: and even with the bottles you know i, I, I think about that sometime when i have one of my own sometimes when i have one of my own bottles here at the house it's uh you know, I'm like, you know, these people from all over the country. We ship internationally as well. There's people in other countries seeing my pharmacy name every morning. Or, you know, it's, it's yeah. pretty cool to think about. But with the boxes, um, that was that was an interesting journey because I, I, I love branding and all that. You know, um, but you know, a lot of times when you see those boxes, this is kind of my take on it. And I share this with other owners. Sometimes they're pretty loud. You know, it's kind of like a billboard. Like, hey, look, North Century Pharmacy. Like, mm-hmm. here it is. Well, I was working um, with a graphic designer, kind of had him on a retainer doing mm-hmm. some some kind of special projects for me. And I sent an image to him of of what some, someone had mocked up for me. And I was like, hey, hey, this is cool, right? This is awesome. And he, like, he was not impressed. He was like, <laughs> if you don't mind, uh, he's like, I, I love working with packaging. He's like, I would love to take a stab at it. So ours are very subtle. And he said... You know he compared his approach to apple like minimalistic clean he's like this is going to be sitting on somebody's bathroom counter kitchen counter like you don't want this to be like this loud billboard looking at them every day i mean realistically how many times are you know people don't have 50 strangers coming in every day where you're going to be advertising to those people like you want it to blend in with you know uh with the landscape of their home and where it just kind of flows with within their home that way and i've shared that with other owners and kind of given them tips to even like Hey, let's tone down that green where it's not a lime green, you know? <laughs> like yeah. Out, which maybe somebody maybe that fits into someone's house, but you know, if you can make it kind of subtle and something that just flows within um, the room and, and wherever they have it, I think that makes sense. So I really like ours.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's one of the things I noticed. They're good-looking packaging, and you know, like I said, if it were uh, you know bright, obnoxious colors, you know, that's probably not something. That I want on my bathroom counter. I'm going to unpackage those <laughs> when I get them home. Right, stick so. in the cabinet, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right, but then it's you know it's out of sight, so you know am am I going to forget? Um, so where uh, where where did you find that solution? I know there's a couple companies out there that are able to uh, do that custom printing. I know there's pharmacy automation supplies out there. Is was it was that it? Uh, folks over at Pass.
1: Yep. Um. And I have a little promo, so if anybody wants to go through me, yeah, I can hook them
0: up. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're great to work with, yeah. And okay. I think they have a great price point too. Awesome. So uh, the next part uh, of that whole thing, because I, I thought that was really interesting how you have that set up on Shopify, first off. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about the, the online cart. Uh, and then how has that changed the inside of your pharmacy from your mom's pharmacy up the road. Do you have those packages ready to roll on the shelf? Uh, can you, can you, can you buy those off the rack or?
1: No, uh, there are ways to do that for sure. Um, but ours all have the patient name, customer name and, and dating on them. So they're all, I guess sounds like fast food, but I guess made to order is what you would say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so we make them on the spot. Um, I don't know if that makes sense or not for us to do it that way. I ask myself that a lot when I look.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was wondering if, if that's something you guys like, kind of pre-package. If you go up on, you know, Wednesday evenings, and that's your, you know, that's your, your pro pack night, and then we do. Uh, I was kind of wondering about the logistics of workflow for that.
1: I think they're only good for about ninety days. Yeah, you know, gotcha. you, after you do package them anyway, which of course you could still make that work, but anyway that's where we're at on that and um i love to hear you know the machine for us where if you looked up the store like where it's a small store so it's kind of in the same. we have this one bigger room pretty much other than the compounding lab um but i love to hear the machine running i mean people when they come in there i mean it kind of changes the whole dynamic i mean it's it's it's, it's a little loud but um it sounds like productivity is going on you know and people come yeah. in and they're just like oh wow it's busy in here today just if the machine's running you know?
0: yeah I, I thought i heard um I, I thought i heard you mention that in another podcast maybe it's the one with uh with lisa fast where you uh you, you mentioned those those pneumatics i remember when i was uh an installer you know you'd uh Go to the pharmacy and you'd get all the machines working with the software and everything and you're right when you hear those those pneumatic sputs and sputters in the background you're like yes it's that's productivity <laughs> so um how do you think that uh that has changed kind of how your pharmacy works with um the online marketplace so having your uh shopify set up um do you think that that's something that is kind of a uh just kind of like a a part of where we're at in 2021, 2022, 2023? Do you think that's going to grow or kind of re- uh, just a trend? Uh and then how has that affected your um financials at the end of the year? Are You seeing, you know, what percentage do you think is is in-store versus online? Yeah. Um So you're asking still about the packaging or just the online
1: market in general?
0: In general. um, Yeah. I'd love to hear about uh, your success and and failures uh, too. Those are always fun (laughs) on uh, in the online marketplaces. Yeah. Well, those, sometimes hearing about those could be the most helpful because uh, you can help avoid uh, somebody else avoid making those same pitfalls. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, So you know, as far as far as the pack piece goes as well, like you can go on our website and build your own. You just type in, you know, we call so we're North Century Pharmacy. Kind of go by NCP, and then so we call our packs NC Packs. So you type in four, so F O R, NC Pack, and you can see all the things you can you can build your own way. So I think that's a differentiator as well, and um, you know that's something that I find myself talking about a lot. Of, you know, in, in our industry alone, we're being we're being commoditized more and more and more. You know, I sell the same list as the other, you know, six pharmacies in my small town, and uh, you know, we, you know, differentiation is so much better than commoditization if you can oh, do yeah. it, and that's just that's one way to do it for sure. Um, the the online stuff has been one of the yeah, one of the sh- one of the br- brightest spots of of our online presence, the growth of our our following online for sure. Um, you know, I'll say this: I I have a goal of hitting a million dollars in e commerce in annual sales, and and we may not hit it this year, but I, I, I'm going to aim for that, and I, and I think we can maybe get close this year as well. And um, not to diverge off into content creation, but you know, everything we've done so far is organic. And that's what's so uh, encouraging to me. We're not using, we haven't even started using paid ads for supplements and online sales. We haven't even started using, um, utilizing our email list. Yeah, you know, we, oh, we do wow. some, we do some drips of, if you've bought from us before, we'll follow up with you. Or if you have an abandoned cart, some of that stuff. But we're not using our big email list to, to market to people. Yeah. We just haven't made it a priority because the organic stuff's kept us really busy so i mean wow the per- the percentage like like you said like i'm excited to see what it could
0: be yeah i i feel like if you're you're getting the the traffic that you're getting organically i i feel like there's a lot of room for growth there so that's that's really exciting yeah so um outside of Making TikToks and uh, having that uh, Shopify account, having those supplements. You've also got some, some other great things going on. Uh, some of the things I saw on your website were pretty exciting. You have the, uh, the NC packs, of course. You have the um, uh, relationships with your uh, Kentucky teachers. And then, of course, want to talk about the um, program that you have with other pharmacies.
1: Yeah. What do you want to know?
0: <laughs> all of the above. Tell me all about them. So, tell me a little bit about the uh, Kentucky teachers first.
1: Um, that's just a landing page for uh, some niche products. Uh, that's a huge payer, you know, in any state. It's going to be your state employees. Actually, I think some states they may have divided up different ways, but in Kentucky, it's all under the same, same plan. So, it's just a big population. And uh, sometimes we find some nice niche things that um, are good for us and good for them as well. So more or less just kind of a landing page to connect with them and you know, it's on the prescription side of things, but we can do, um, you know, paid ads and target that. I mean, it's a little creepy and we, you know, we, we've talked about TikTok, but actually Facebook is where it's at for us. Yeah. And pe- people forget about Facebook. They're like, Oh, it's, it's all the old people. Then you're like, uh, you have a pharmacy. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's yeah. actually, you know, for us anyway, I guess everyone's story can be a little different. Uh, but, but man, Facebook is—it's uh, not even close as far as the impact it actually makes on our bottom line and our business.
0: Well, yeah, they're they're kind of different purposes. Like I'll go to TikTok just to scroll for entertainment, and then I go to Facebook for like organic connections of people I know to see what they're up to. So it's kind of two different purposes. So if you're able to kind of slide into both of those DMs, that's a <laughs> that's a good spot to be.
1: Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, TikTok is, um. It's fun you know i guess you could say it's like the sexy thing now it's like it's the newest you know all the it's it's cool to resonate with that crowd it's like your 21 year olds also 21 year olds are broke a lot of times <laughs> you know <laughs> uh and then you know for me as well just from a bandwidth standpoint I, I put the same content on all platforms and i know that you know if i really wanted to just make this my 100 full-time job like i would probably be very strategic about different content different platforms um, I just do the same thing across all three and knowing that some stuff's gonna resonate better with others.
0: Yeah, so outside of the uh, social media, tell me about the RX grid. Yeah, so so last May, a-
1: and you know, from a number standpoint, like we were at 5,000 followers last May uh, ca- across our three platforms, which, you know, relatively speaking, pretty strong. We picked up some followers from from outside our little area. Um, and then, so last May to to now here in February, we're, we're creeping up on 175,000 followers. So what happened with that growth so quickly was I'm getting bombarded with people from all over the country. Like, Hey, I love what you're doing. I want to do business with you, California. I'm like, well, crap, where were you in 2014? First of all, (laughs) (laughs) um, but then I started connecting, um, you know, people who were, were reaching out to me via, you know, DMs or email, or whatever, call, call in the store. Um, you know, a lot of times I had a relationship in another state already and I was like, Hey, here, here's somebody you can work with that I know can do what you're asking me about. Then that became to be like half of my workday, like repeatedly. And I was like, <laughs> Oh gosh. <laughs> so I'm doing, I'm doing all the leg work and kind of setting the ball on the T and, um, I, I love, love networking with other farmers, uh, other pharmacy owners. Um, but, that's how it came to be. It was like, I think that there's a way to make this, you know, kind of a network to where I can connect. Kind of my tagline is connect proactive patients with proficient pharmacies. Nice. It's been really, been really fun.
0: So you've got about 17 states currently?
1: Something like that. So we have multiple owners in some states. So it's low, somewhere low 20s as far as how many members we have right now. Mm-hmm.
0: Nice. So what does that mean if you are one of those members um, or if you're curious, like, man, Easton's got it going on. I want to work with this guy. How do we, uh, <laughs> you know, how do you make that connection? And, and what's that look like? What's the, um, you know, wh- where's where's that growth? Do you guys do like a uh, conference call Yeah. every, you know, so often or?
1: Yep. Yeah. Um... And it quickly grew into a lot more than what I really had in mind. Uh, You know, the clickable map was kind of the foundation of it to where, okay, you're in uh, whatever state you're in. You can click on your state and connect with a pharmacy there, you know, that I work with personally. Uh, But I I realized, like, just the community aspect of it, like, it started becoming much more than that really quickly. So um, that's kind of the foundation of what it is. But, yes, um, monthly Zoom calls, uh, we have a whole, like, like psycho private labeled, facebook basically so i'm all about private labeling so <laughs> i got it's like a branded branded social social network um we're doing some in-person retreats to where we get around to round roundtable mastermind so um if people ask me what it is i'm like uh, i don't i don't really know it's like a consulting referral mastermind network <laughs> I'll drill it down yeah. one of these days but it's just like <laughs> it's just a place to bounce ideas. is we have a very very active like whatsapp thread where every day there's tons of conversation going on there so um it's cool it's 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 been cool and um it's a place for me to learn as well i mean i kind of my um i, I did this very sneakily but i've made myself the dumbest person in the room kind of built this thing around me <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that it's so so. Anybody that wanted to connect, well, thank you for asking. They can go to uh, drxgrid.com and there's a tab at the very top says Pharmacy Owners, 60 second form, and then you'll hear from me directly. Awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: So we're just about out of time, but I want to hear a little bit about what you think the future holds. You know, where are we had in 2023, 2024, uh, either as a um, you know, as a profession, uh, trends, or, you know, as your store specifically, what do you want to focus on?
1: Oh man, so many things. I, yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm a victim. I'm a victim to uh shiny objects. Yeah. So, so bad at that. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so many ideas, so many things I want to do. And, um, you know, I have to really question myself sometimes like, is that okay? Is that really the smartest thing to do right now? So, um, Anyway, for us, you know, more of this stuff that we've talked about today, for sure. Um, and, you know, even the owners that I, I talk with, like, I think everybody should be doing all the stuff I'm talking about, but I don't expect everybody to try to, you know, to, it because all this stuff's time consuming. But it's giving to me, it's fulfilling to me, so I don't mind it. But, you know, I've I've, I've challenged them to say, I've, I've, I've told them, you know, what if you did, if I, I give them a number, like. You know, we did this in e-commerce. What if you did 5% of that? Like that's that's stuff that could pay some bills, you know, and, and change the presence and branding of your pharmacy too. So um, I think everyone should be doing more of this stuff and just make it a priority. And I know it's out of comfort zones for lots of owners, but I mean, you know, if you have even five employees, a lot of times there's one person that would enjoy doing that and you can kind of empower them. You know, the owner doesn't have to be the face of a pharmacy per se. Um, uh, but as far as where it's going, I mean, it, you know, I, I heard one of your previous guests recently say, uh, you know, filling scripts is just giving us access to people. Mm. That's what it feels like more and more. You know, a good friend of mine texted me yesterday. He was talking about losing $150 on 90 day brand scripts. <laughs> and and my response to that was like, you know, it feels like they're coming at us with guns blazing. It, it you know, yeah. it's, it's a war zone out there. And, um, i think the writing's on the wall that we're not going to be just dispensaries of prescription drugs for those that are going to keep going you know yeah so so f- the, the common thread with all the owners i'm working with currently is like everybody's leaning into functional medicine and that's what resonates with you know the our my crowd is like getting to the root of the cause you know band-aids like i mean if i i can promise you like we would not be succeeding with our online presence if I was like advertising lisinopril, metformin, and all these, you know, pharmaceuticals. Like, people get mad when I bring up a pharmaceutical. (laughs) They're like, oh, you're trying to poison everybody. You know, you're trying to kill people because I talk, because I, you know, in one video, like, metformin is being used for longevity. You know, people are taking it as a supplement and uh, I made mention of that and how like, you know, metformin is not the end-all be-all for most people and like, Man, the hate came out. The haters came out of the woodwork. <laughs> like, how dare you tell somebody they could take metformin, you know? Um, so that's that's not where it's at, I promise you. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it, but it's helping people
1: find solutions. That, that's yeah. that's
0: it. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta wonder if there's you know, at some point that that um, visibility of the current pharmacy reimbursement landscape has to kind of run the run its course and become uh, a little bit more friendly to, uh, to, to the practitioners in that space, but, um, maybe, maybe, you know, with the, uh, visibility of DIR fees in 2024, maybe that'll help with, uh, at least increasing that visibility maybe is the first part, right. That awareness of, you know, the, those practices, uh, I think more and more it's been behind the scenes and kind of behind the curtain where patients didn't really know. And I, I think now it's, it's hard to tune into any, uh, you know, news news feed and not be aware of what's going on, at least a little bit more comparatively.
1: Yeah, and that, resonate, that resonates with from a content standpoint, too. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I try not to be negative and, like, just talk about that only, but, like, you pull back the curtain a little bit and be like, you know, last, last week I put up a – I don't do many static posts anymore. I do mostly videos all the time, but I put up a static post that we did a uh, – we had a $12,000 drug we dispensed for a patient we lost – I think it was 45 dollars on the claim mm-hmm. then you know that was minus all our overhead and then we delivered it 20 minutes away for free and then that people really <laughs> they're like this is ridiculous people know that it, it's a mess right now and yeah um, i mentioned too i just i just joined a mastermind um with there's 18 of us i'm the only pharmacist and the rest of them are functional medicine practitioners and i, I think the way forward is really forging more and more relationships with providers um coming in as the only pharmacist some of them were kind of like you know you could tell they thought that all of us worked at box stores behind the glass and just you know look make sure the pill looked like it's supposed to and i started explaining to some of them like hey you know we farmers pharma- pharmacy to dose is a thing and yeah. i explained that the whole idea and they were like are you, are you serious <laughs> so you know we have to put ourselves out there forge relationships and um you know, I, I never tried to get out of my lane and, you know, never p- try to play diagnostician, but, you know, just, just to give people things to think about it and hook them up with the right people or, or just give them ideas can be, can be life-changing. Honestly, it, it can. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just educating and sh- sharing your experience. You know, so many, so many people uh, try to be stoic, you know, you don't want to complain, but there's, there's a point where it's, you know, advocacy where you need to share that experience so that people understand the, you know, what's going on in that landscape. I know Louisiana is kind of a mess right now with some uh, recent contracts um, here where we're at. Uh, And, you know, that's something that gets down to the point where patients feel it and see what's happening. And, And I feel like that's probably where you get some change. And same thing with practitioners. When you explain how you can affect change, how you can affect their readmission rates, all of a sudden, now you're tapping into their value system. Uh, and, and you're really able to kind of show how you can uh, you know, demonstrate your own value in that, in that ecosystem. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm going to let you get back to work, man. It, seemed, it looks like I may have kept you there at the house this morning. So, so It's all good.
1: That machine will be too loud in the background. Okay?
0: <laughs> well, we'll see if we can add some of those in posts. So. <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining. I'm going to go uh, watch some more of your TikToks, go shop for some uh, some Gibson guitarists online.
1: <laughs> you can text me. I'll, get, I'll give you a promo code.
0: <laughs> Sweet. All right, man. Thanks so much for joining us. I'll see you soon. All right. Really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond the Scripts presented by the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please support our channel by liking, subscribing, and clicking the notification bell so that you'll be notified anytime we post new content. To stay up to date with all of the latest independent pharmacy news and content, follow Pioneer Rx on your preferred social media platform.